You are listening to the Ebony Covering Black America Podcast Network. I am Brittany Willis from the Protege to Pro Podcast, a corporate professional turned entrepreneur and small business expert. I am a millennial franchise owner who leveraged my professional background, years of study, and experience managing multi-million dollar retail accounts and brands to open a business of my own and become a top performing location in Texas. After successfully navigating small business ownership during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic, the Protégé to Pro brand and podcast has become my vehicle for showing others a pathway forward in their careers and entrepreneurial endeavors. From how do I open and manage a business for myself to how can I continue to elevate my career? You each can confidently sit back as one of my protégés and know that I will have something for you each and every episode. So to my career professional, side hustler, nine to five preneur, full-time entrepreneur, or those considering transitioning, welcome to the Protégé to Pro podcast. It is often said that we cannot be what we can't see. Um, I was at Essence Fest uh, this summer in my hometown of New Orleans, and I had the absolute honor and pleasure of just rubbing shoulders with so many amazing people at so many amazing organizations doing amazing things. And I was introduced to deputy editor of Black Enterprise magazine, Selena Hill. And in that moment, I was just completely just time warped back to teenage Brittany who was scouring through Black Enterprise, the print um, media version of it, you know, back in the, you know, I think this was the early 2000s, um, you know, begging my mother to buy to buy me and subscribe <laughs> to Black Enterprise. And at the time then, I didn't really understand what my affinity was for Black Enterprise and what exactly it was. But now I know two things. I was always a young girl who, and, I, and I'll mention this in the interview, who was very drawn to business. I had very much an enterprising entrepreneurial spirit that I didn't even realize <laughs> at the time. Um, so that's one thing I know now. The second is that I was completely enthralled with the representation that I saw on the cover of that magazine to, 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 to the back cover that I saw in between from the advertisements to the, the C-suite executives, vice presidents, presidents of these organizations. I mean, these weren't really things that I saw a lot growing up, you know, when they're when there were people in positions of power, they just didn't look like me. I just, I just, and children nowadays have just the privilege of seeing the fact that women, men, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, I mean, the list goes on and on. Um, you know, people of all hues, backgrounds, and creeds can assume and do assume a wealth of positions. So, it got me thinking about just the power of media and 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 the ability to represent. I think I am one hundred percent a product of a young child, a young person who was consuming media um, at a time, and it absolutely created the blueprint for my dreams. And so I just wanted to leave some space and hold some space for this conversation um, with Selena Hill. Um, she has a rich background 
in advocating for marginalized groups and seeking to use her platform and her power to do just this. And so um, I want to expose you to the conversation that we have about, you know, the work that she's doing at Black Enterprise and what Black Enterprise has been about, has been doing, and is still seeking to do. Because I need more of us to really understand, even within our personal lives, um, you know, you are paving the path, you know, for someone else's dream. There's some kid, there's some um, younger colleague, um, you know, men the list goes on who is paying attention and looking um, at you and you know and if you work for an organization or if you have a seat at the table um, it's really important that we use our positions of influence and of power uh, to create more spaces for us to not only be but spaces for us to be representatives um, so that other young people or dreamers, just dreamers in general, um, have the ability to, to dream of something because they first saw it first. Like, like I said, um, I'm just, I'm, I feel personally indebted to Black Enterprise for just showing me what was possible. And, and it really wasn't until I got old enough to really understand for myself, um, you know, how I got, how I got where I was. Um, and for myself, also understanding the supreme power of representation that I really, really, truly got to understand it for myself. And, you know, I I hold myself very much um, accountable to ensuring that in the work that I do every day, that I'm a positive representation. Um, it is not lost on me that many people, especially in the Black community, don't often know um, you know, individuals who, you know, own storefront businesses, you know, own franchises, um, you know, are, are executives at Fortune 500 organizations. And, I, you know, I think for people in my circle, you know, we all, we can, we can kind of take it for granted. You know, it's a lot of what I'm surrounded around. Um, but the position that I have in this time in my life as a nine to fivepreneur, um, as someone seeking to continue to give back via my thought leadership and my knowledge and my experience, it's exactly just being my authentic self. Uh, being myself and being an example of what is possible. We just can't, we can't take this for granted. So um, I'm going to go ahead uh, and jump us into the interview where we're going to talk more um, about about this fact exactly. I think Black Enterprise is such a, a great example of media, of publication, of just mass communication methods, ability to enable younger generations, current generations, the list goes on, uh, to be able to see themselves uh, differently and to see themselves um, in positions that uh, are conduits to our greatest dreams. So hang tight uh, and we will be right back for the interview. You are listening to the Ebony Covering Black America Podcast Network. Okay, my protégés, welcome back. With me, I have the honor um, to have Miss Selena Hill as a guest on the Protégé to Pro Podcast. Now, let me tell y'all something about this sister here. I'm going to give y'all a couple of names. I'm going to say Kevin Hart. I'm going to say Vice President Kamala Harris. Again, Vice President Kamala Harris. And of course, Miss Stacey Abrams. These are just a few of the prominent figures that Miss Selena Hill has had the pleasure of interviewing throughout her career as a journalist. So I'm honored to be turning the mic on her on this interview. She currently serves as Deputy Digital Editor for Black Enterprise, where she covers entrepreneurship, race, culture, and leadership. She's best known as an award-winning, okay, sis, 
writer, on-air talent, storyteller, and remains a very respected media leader who is actively empowering marginalized communities of color. And this is exemplified through a wealth of her work and her commitment to uplift others. So Miss Selena, welcome to the Protege to Pro podcast. Thank you for having me, Brittany. I'm very happy to be here. It's it's I love when you have full circle moments. I, I literally grew up reading and <laughs> looking at certain professionals. I think I even designed my my career path. I think it started with Black Enterprise and looking at what was possible. And really the first um foray into representation for me, right? It was the only magazine, only print media at the time that was really speaking to us, for us, by us. And you have such an, an esteemed position to be able to to remove barriers and create access. And really, when, when I say access, just by way of, of 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 allowing visibility, when you go into work every day, um, what I, I say when you pick up a pen, it might be tapping a keyboard nowadays. Let me pick up a pen too. <laughs> but when you pick up a pen, um, what is it that you are actively seeking to promote or dismantle by way of media and 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 the and the resource that media can play in our ability to help push us forward? It's, it's exactly what you said is visibility mm-hmm. by spotlighting, you know, phenomenal innovators, creators, mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, uh, people who are just pushing the culture forward. Right. It, it, it opens the realm of possibility for so many others. It, it shows that sometimes you can only dream. You can't mm. dream past what you can see. Man, so that, we need yeah. to show showcase this. And that's what Black Enterprise has done since it was founded in 1970 by our founder, Earl Grave Sr. Um, you know, before that, you know, as you mentioned, we didn't see leadership in corporate America or mm. in or, or really an entrepreneurship or yeah. business. It, it wasn't spotlighted or highlighted, but that's what Black Enterprise did. And our founder, not only did he amplify um, and give uh, visibility to those Black leaders, but right. he was having you know meetings and, and pushing corporate America to um, put more Black people on the boards. And right. because of that, that work, um, we, we've seen dramatic shifts and changes. Um, and that's one thing that Black Enterprise continues to do. Not only do we highlight the corporations and, and the businesses that are doing well when it comes to Black folks, but mm-hmm. we've historically called out those that weren't doing well and that Hello. had no Black people <laughs> on the board and, and had lack of diversity um, you know, over the years. And we've seen and pushed for change like that. Right. No, that's and that's amazing work. You have to. I mean, you've got to you got to break what's normal. And I think that it's very courageous, especially for um, a black founded, black owned, you know, media company. I think nowadays, especially, I think it's easy. It's easy to, to lose your way for what's popular, what's cool and, you know, not want to rock the boat. Um, and I think that, you know, I, I I feel so indebted to Black Enterprise. I'm telling you, if there was, and, and you're going to think I'm I'm lying, you could ask my mom. <laughs> At 12 and 13, I was dreaming. And I think I, I always had an enterprising spirit, clearly, if I'm 12 and 13 reading Black Enterprise. Um, but I think I, you know, I would look, man, I mean, I would look on the covers and you would see a Black woman in a suit in a boardroom. You would see, um, you know, Black professionals. And it was just like, wait a minute, like, 
you know, I used to think this looked like one thing, but that can be me. And I was at that very young age, literally what I, what I now call writing my playbook for my future off of the representation that I saw on Black Enterprise. So again, I mean, this interview is so special to me. Actually, I have goosebumps because I, I mean, I, I'm just so appreciative for an outlet, um, you know, like your organization and like, you know, and, and, and this is the stories that you amplify. I mean, I'm living and breathing it, um, you know, and, and, and while we're on that note, and no, I'd love to talk about the as you talk about again uplifting um and in providing access um into 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 achieving, you know, kind of our, our wildest dreams, if you will. What role do you believe that black business, um, black inter in, in black entrepreneurship plays in the overall uplift in our community overall? Uh, black business has always been the backbone of the black community. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we look back to historic districts like Tulsa, which I've spent mm. some time there, um, you know, before mm, the disaster of Black Wall Street was really yeah. amplified through pop culture. When um, I did some reporting there and I found how this town in the 1920s had its own hospitals, its own newspapers, right. its own hotels. Um, and, and, and through that currency that was flowing through the community, they were self-sustained. Mm-hmm. Um, before obviously we know white terrorists who were um, you know, posed in police uniforms and firefighters and government officials came and literally destroyed the town mm-hmm. um and that city. But that that was the bedrock, right? It was the mm-hmm. ability to not depend on white dollars, to right. not have to subjugate ourselves to, to white folks and white supremacy in order to get to be educated. Right. Um, so that's always been the cornerstone of, of the black community. So that's why it's so important. You know, I, I live in Harlem, which is one of the black meccas of mm-hmm. the nation where, <laughs> yes. you know, you walk outside and you see black vendors, you see black owned stores and businesses. And it is an honor for me to be here and and feel the community and to know that it is enriched with such culture right. and such history. Selena, I'd love to, to to dive a bit more, if you don't mind, into more of your professional background as well. I think that, you know, looking, um, you know, for my listeners, you know, who, who may be aspiring, you know, to climb editorial ranks and also just looking at the, at the background that you have that has enabled you to have such a worldview and an understanding of really what it takes to, to dismantle some of these barriers to help, um, you know, help help empower, you know, the communities that you're looking to, to, uh, to reach. I'd love to dive a bit more into, you know, how you took that childhood passion, you know, your mother speaking life, you know, into, um, an affinity that she saw in you to where you are today. Sure. So, um, in college, I majored in media and communications and, um, I, I did, I wrote for the school newspaper. I started <laughs> a local radio show, um, I did some PR with the student government board and everything that I did in college. Once I graduated, I did professionally. I mm-hmm. started working for the New York Amsterdam News, which is the longest running historically black newspaper in okay. the country. Um, my, I turned my radio show. We started doing it locally in Harlem and we turned that into a podcast, which then turned into a streaming show. Mm-hmm. Um, did that for like 10 years. Um, um, wrote and then and then just like PR and just using some of those, those skill sets there and applying that to marketing and branding for mm-hmm. myself and the different organizations that I've worked and partnered with. 
So that that was pretty much how I got my start. I, I'm mm-hmm. so grateful. I graduated from SUNY Old Westbury. Um, I, I didn't. It definitely wasn't my first choice. Um, you know, I applied to 13 schools, got accepted to 12, had my heart set on Howard. Um, Mm -hmm. but then my mom told me, um, right before, you know, we, we needed to move forward with the college application process that I wouldn't be able to go because, um, her company wasn't involved in a national scandal where the CEO was stealing from, um, and tapping into the employees, um, savings funds. So my college fund got tapped out. Oh my goodness. And, um, yeah, it, it was heart-wrenching, but oh. you know, all things happen. They all do. You know, for a reason. Oh. And right. um, I ended up going at Sassunio Westbury State School in Long Island and uh, making lifelong friends and mm-hmm. graduating top of my class and and just really understanding the hustle and, and, and bustle and, and what it took to um to survive and to, to, to climb and, mm-hmm. and to make it. So it started there. Like everything that I am today mm-hmm. um, really started at Old Westbury. Um, from the teachers that poured into me to the experiences, mm. like I mentioned, going to New Orleans two times and right. um, doing some other travel ab- abroad and, and just the opportunities that were there and, and taking advantage of them that shaped who I am today and really um, further solidified my passion to work in media professionally. And what advice do you have for anyone who may be seeking to work in or or accelerate their career in media? I often hear it's, I mean, it, it can be tough. <laughs> it can be tough and it takes a lot of intentionality. So I'd love to get your perspective given your success in this space. Doing exactly what you're doing, Brittany. Starting, doing mm. anything. We have so many more, m- many more resources um, that we didn't have available, you know, just a few years ago. Right. So I mean, like you can shoot a documentary on your smartphone you can start a podcast you know on on your laptop or phone it's just it's endless possibilities Mm -hmm. you can create a brand on tiktok go viral and partner that part (laughs) yeah um deandre oh my goodness i'm forgetting his last name but he's known as the corporate baddie oh yes okay he actually he lives in dallas i actually i ran into him he's adorable (laughs) that's right small world it is. so um i knew his publicist and she reached out to me on his behalf and i booked him for the entrepreneur summit that we had this past may in philly and um i his i just fell in love with his story yeah. literally like 21 22 years old he happy he, he started a tiktok happenstance in august right and did so well just interpreting work-life balance and what it <laughs> right yeah for a Gen Zer to right. work in the well and using realm. the satire of it too right to really like challenge the norms you know he's so funny he, he is, is so witty. oh he is the videos went viral he partnered started making six figures brought himself mm-hmm. Range Rover moved from Chicago to Dallas and um. Him. He's done so phenomenal, right? In a matter Mm -hmm. of months, a matter of months. Mm -hmm. And that's the possibilities that we have now. You know, if you you have a niche and you have a talent and you showcase it on social media, that can really, really take you far and and open up a lot of doors. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think media, you know, it's not the truth. It's not when I, when I first graduated, my mentors were like, don't get away from TV. 
Don't go the <laughs> traditional route. Right. Don't do it. The these, you know, antiquated forms of media are dying out. Do podcasting, you know, blog, vlog. Mm-hmm. Of course I did both. Like right. I worked in traditional and I worked in in new media. Uh, but they were absolutely right. You gotta really just tap into the current trends of today, you know, be tapped into that zeitgeist and, and, and figure out yourself, your authentic mm-hmm. brand, what that mm-hmm. means, how you show up. And um, it can be very profitable. Mm, I love that. That's outstanding advice. And for my final question, Miss Selena, what 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 is what is Black Enterprise looking looking to do going forward? What future um, is Black Enterprise looking to shape? And 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 how are you going to leave your mark in that vision? That's such an excellent <clears throat> excuse me, an excellent question. Um, after fifty plus years of building a legacy of mm-hmm. Black excellence, Black wealth, and, and Black business, Black enterprise has stayed core, has stayed true to its core mission, which is to continue to do that, amplify the stories and empower our people with the information, tools, resources, and insight that they need mm-hmm. to build wealth, to excel in their careers, and to build their communities. Um, obviously, we do that very differently. We phased out the magazine, but our website actually Gardeners around 13 million unique views a month, making us the number one Black media (laughs) brand um, on the internet. Represent, yes. (laughs) Not only that, but um, I'm currently spearheading the 40 under 40 list for the second consecutive year, which is such a privilege for me to honor my contemporaries Mm -hmm. with the 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 not with the acknowledgement that they deserve and don't always get from white organizations and companies to know that like we don't have to seek that validation that's oh selena at home yes yes also that's beautiful i mean again i mean just thank you for the work that you do um you know again with uh, the utmost sincerity thank you on behalf of as representative of black enterprise for still running in the race you know i understand you know as a business person you you got to adapt you got to figure out where it's the most productive and profitable and, and i'm glad that digital space is one that is thriving for black enterprise and i'm just so thankful that um you know this outlet still exists for us um so miss selena thank you so much for coming on the Protege pro podcast and dropping all those amazing pearls of knowledge and i and i hope i hope to continue to watch you soar and do your thing because you are undoubtedly is a light shining on you thank you Brittany. i really appreciate that and, and thank you so much for extending your space to me of course of course okay my listeners we'll be right back after this break you are listening to the ebony covering black america podcast network This episode's Cracks of Gold goes out to all the people, resources, entities, structures, platforms, I could go on and on, that enable anyone, everyone from any sort of group, um, any culture, religion, gender, race, creed, that creates that space for them to see themselves, that creates that space for us to have access to just the vision that is possible. Uh, you heard me mention in my introduction introduction how pivotal a magazine, media, print media at the time, I'm dating myself, <laughs> but print media like Black Enterprise was to me being bold enough to have the vision of leading a company and one day owning and building my own. 
it's it's so important when you think about this just the cracks of gold segment and what it really symbolizes it's it's entities and organizations and people like these that pour the gold into the cracks that say that we're not good enough that try to have us believe that we never will have the sort of access or, or, or equitable um, means in order to achieve our goals. I think that, you know, in 2022, there's a lot of um, a lot of examples that show us how far we've come and sometimes many more that show how far we haven't. Um, there's This is still a, a race to be run. Um, there is still the need for us to be strategic about who we want to be and how we want to get there. And again, organizations like Black Enterprise, people um, like Selena, um, like just, I mean, like Oprah, Shonda, I mean, the list goes on, just continue to show us that it's possible. So I want to hold space for those people and those organizations um, who do just that. I would not be where I am or who I was without the ample examples that I had in front of me in real life, as well as in media. So my protégés, I look forward to releasing my final episode from season one. It's crazy. It's been a wild ride, hasn't it? Huh? I appreciate y'all for hanging in there with me through just all these fun topics. It's amazing to have the autonomy and the space to discuss what you want to discuss, how you want to discuss it. I think the world is so diverse. There's so many stories and so many angles that we can take that really enable us to go from protege to pro. It's all about knowledge. It's all about knowledge. It's all about threading, um, you know, a line between experiences and knowledge. And I think what we all come to find out is just how much more similar than different not only we are, but our vocations and our dreams. So um, very excited to be concluding what has been a wild ride, an amazing ride to be a part of uh, the Ebony Media family. So, all right, my protégés, you'll hear from me next week. And as always, I will holler at you all next time.